Hi, this is Nick Forster. Welcome to another episode of E-Town. This week, we're going to bring you music from Doyle Bramhall, who grew up in Texas. Of course, he grew up in a musical household. His dad played drums for Lightning Hopkins and Freddie King and others, and, and was buddies with the Vaughn brothers, Stevie Ray and Jimmy Vaughn. Doyle went on to play in Eric Clapton's band and do all kinds of things as a guitar slinger and songwriter. The other artist on that show is Colin Hay, who's just such an iconic singer. Of course, most of us got to know his voice through um, his band Men at Work. He continues to be a hardworking performer. He's out there touring and singing a lot. Really interesting and great combination of musicians. And then, of course, our award winner is focused on recognizing and supporting young people who are going back to the land, who want to become farmers, who recognize the importance of farming, not just to fight climate change, but to actually build local communities around local agriculture. So we're celebrating farming, and we got some great music and some great singing, and it all starts right now. From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's musical guest from Los Angeles, California, Compass recording artist Colin Hay. And also from Los Angeles, Concord recording artist Doyle Bramhall II. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming, if you would, our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town Hall. We are lucky this week to catch up with uh, a couple of artists, busy artists, ramblers, travelers, troubadours. These guys are on the move all the time, so uh, we're happy that they're here. Our first guest was born and raised in Scotland, lived there until he was 14. Then he lived in Australia for almost 20 years, during which time he formed this band. It turned out to be one of the most successful bands ever men at work, playing in stadiums around the world, eventually selling over 30 million records. After the band broke up, he moved to Southern California where he's been for 30 years or so. But that doesn't tell the story. The real story is that this guy has one of the most amazing voices, recognizable voices. Just a, a great singer who's also a determined songwriter, who's uh, a successful songwriter. He's certainly seen about every corner of the performing and entertaining world that one could see. He's been an occasional actor. He continues to tour like crazy, mostly just with his acoustic guitar. And he is back with us with a new record in tow, a new batch of songs, because that is what he does. So please help me welcome back to E-Town, Colin Hay. Thank you very much. I'm not going to do this by myself, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome Nick and Helen and the E-Tones to help me sing a few songs. So make them feel welcome as well. Play a couple of new songs.
point in the wishing well It's been a long time dry I watched that old grey hampers Kick up dust as it rolls on by I asked the man in the station He said, son, just take a look around Haven't seen a train here Since it all came tumbling down Jake Sheps on the banjo. Not bad for a new song, right? This is a song called Secret Love. Yeah. Yeah. As my heart 
reckoning Towards a day of reckoning this before not a long time it seems like but welcome back Colin Haig glad to have you nice Good to, to hear be you here. sing it's so interesting to hear you sing a song that you've written that modulates because um, it's not uncommon and, and our audience knows this it's not uncommon for singers over a period of time to lose a little bit of their upper register 
And so, Colin, it seems to me like that last song is just an opportunity for you to sort of say, listen, I'm gonna sing this song pretty high and then... Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go higher. And then I'm gonna modulate it up. And then I'm gonna do it again. I know. It's a bit of a, you're, you're kind of a show off, aren't you? Well, in that particular song, a little bit. I will admit that. Well, it sounds great. I mean, literally, it sounds great, and that upper register is, is you can't beat it. I appreciate that. You're, you're a long-running, uh, touring, performing person, and I don't know if there's a prize for that, but you would get it. Um, I, like, I like your description before when you said I was a very determined songwriter. I added successful. I know. I like, I like determined. I'm like a tenacious West Highland Terrier. Once I grab onto your ankle, I'm not letting go. Oh, man. Well, I, I also mentioned that you've seen uh, every shade of the performing world from pubs and clubs and bars to sold-out stadiums around the world to acoustic shows in, in small theaters and festivals. What gigs haven't you played? Maybe weddings? Have you done weddings? I've done weddings. Yeah? And I did one recently, and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Yeah. I played down under and this young guy came up to me and he said, wow, man, he said, that's a really great version of that song. <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, you know, I wrote that song. And he went, oh, he said, that well, was pretty good anyway. Um, you guys were pretty young when Men at Work got together. I mean, I'm sure you were unprepared for what happened. The well, we weren't that young. We were 28 or 29, yeah. but uh, we thought we were prepared, as you do, because I, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> and it turns out that I knew next to nothing. You know, but you, you do, you think you know a lot. It was a brilliant time, but I never took advice from anybody, and uh, that was probably a, yeah. a failing, you know, but you kind of, you're so, um, you're so determined. <laughs> Like a Scottish terrier. <laughs> well, it was an amazing ride. And of course, um, you know, getting older and moving to the States and getting sober was a big part of the transition after the end of that band. So it's a good idea, you know. And, for, uh, for some more than others, even. Yeah. Yeah, it was a necessary thing to do. I mean, I loved drinking. I loved it so much. And the idea of stopping was very depressing. And I had a lot of friends who were drunkards as well, and very successful, high-functioning alcoholics. And I just had to run away from them. And so I ran away to America. <laughs> I did. And I even ran away from a particular friend of mine who I love dearly. He said, what are you going to go and live in America for, mate? You're mad. Stay here, mate. Stay here. You're fine, mate. You're not an alcoholic. You're just like us. <laughs> so I, I bet I did, I just ran away and I went to California, to Los Angeles, where everybody seemed to be stopping. Everyone was in various stages of recovery. But it was a very kind place for me. I mean, a lot of people have not so nice things to say about Los Angeles, but I found it very welcoming. I could wipe the slate clean and start again. Yeah. So that's what I did. Wow, that's really cool. Well, it's just, again, you know, not to dwell on it or act like it's actually surprising because what you do is you write songs and you tour and you play and you sing. But I do think that um, 
it's a high quality product. You keep writing songs and making records, and as long as you do, we're always going to want to have you back on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that yeah. very much. Well, let's get back to music. Welcome back once again, Colin Hay. This is the America that I like. <laughs> the other one's like living in a parallel universe. You think you're going to wake up from soon. Oh, no. 
Colin Hay from Los Angeles, California. His latest CD is called Fierce Mercy. Along with E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Ron Jolly, Helen Forster, Colin Hay. Be back later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination on the web at bohemianfoundation.org. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates, community stations, college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. You're listening to E-Town. Jake Sheps on the banjo. I'm Nick Forster. Colin Hay is going to be back to play some more music later on in the show. And coming up, the amazing and talented Doyle Bramhall is here with his band to play some songs from his uh, solo records, first solo record he's made in almost 15 years. So before Doyle and his band come out, though, you all know that the music is a big part of what we've been doing here all these years, uh, but it's not all that we do. We try to remember every week that music connects us, that we have more in common than some might think across languages and continents and religions. We are connected. And uh, we have one common home, this blue planet, that we could easily be taken better care of. So that's where we started and that's where we are today. We're sticking to it. This week is no exception. So here comes Helen Forster to tell you about this week's guest. Thank you, Nick. If you're listening right now and you're like me, you might be surprised to find out that currently, farmers over the age of 65 outnumber farmers who are under 35 years of age by a ratio of six to one. It's estimated that two-thirds of independently owned agricultural lands will change hands in the next 20 years or so. And whether that acreage ends up in the hands of developers or in those of young farmers remains to be seen. Many young people are unable to go into farming these days because of a number of factors. Our guest this week is a member of the National Young Farmers Coalition, a nonprofit organization founded a few years back specifically to address the challenges that younger farmers face in this current economic and environmental climate. As a former farmer and as a member of NYFC herself, as well as the full-time director of its Western Water Program, Kate Greenberg is here with us to fill us in as to what those challenges are and what NYFC is doing to help young farmers overcome them. So please help me welcome Kate Greenberg. Kate, welcome to E-Town. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us. That's a surprising statistic that Helen gave us about the age of farmers in this country. It is. Is it something that's recent, or is that a, sort of a steady trend that's been going on for a long time? 
the average age has been rising for many years, and it continues to go up. Yeah, and it's because farm kids want to all move to the city? or That's part of the reason. Yeah. Uh, it's also extremely financially challenging to start a career in agriculture. Yeah. My generation, I guess, had a whole back-to-the-land thing, but maybe not so much farming. Um, I want to find out about this organization, that the National Young Farmers Coalition. Who founded it, and how did it get started? The National Young Farmers Coalition was founded by three young farmers, actually in the Hudson River Valley. Where are you from? Those three young farmers were all looking for land, and the land prices up there, as you might know, were astronomical, and they're continuing to rise. There was nobody advocating specifically for the needs of young people in policy reform. And if you look at the layout of our agricultural landscape, it really comes down to how policy is written in this country. The coalition really strives to bring young people to positions of leadership where young people are making decisions about the future of farming and of our food system in this country. And, you know, the importance of having young farmers is obvious because you want to have people who can learn these skills and become stewards of this land and uh, maintain this tradition. Yep. And there are unique challenges, you know, so farmers have always faced challenges, no matter what generation you are or what age. But this generation, drought and weather, drought and and unpredictability and markets, all of it, yeah. But at this generation, you really see uh, some new challenges. Like I mentioned, the skyrocketing price of land, that versus a farm income aren't keeping pace with each other. You've also got issues like student loan debt. This is something that's affecting all young people. But farming and ranching, which are such uh, capital-intensive businesses, really require farmers to leverage debt to finance their operations. And with student loan debt, that's a real barrier. So let's take each one of those challenges. So how does the NYFC address the problem of lack of affordable, irrigable land? Um, So we do lots of advocacy at the federal level for farmland conservation dollars to stay within federal farm programs and make it down to the farm. We educate land trusts on how they can help be allies in land conservation that protects land for working farmers. And what about, the, um, what about the loan component? We actually introduced a bill into uh, the U.S. House 2015, the Young Farmer Success Act. And this would add farmers to an existing program called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like doctors and teachers, policemen, government employees, farmers, we believe, are essential to the fabric of this country. And so adding them to this program would mean that after 10 years of full-time work in farming and 10 years of on-time income-based loan repayments, that farmers could be eligible for the margins of their loans to be forgiven. Oh, cool. And that program exists now, as you say, for teachers and policemen and other uh, government workers and such. Yep. So just adding young farmers to that list makes a lot of sense, actually. I don't think we can really survive without agriculture in this country, without young farmers. And then, in theory, when there's an opportunity to forgive or at least manage some student loans and other debt that makes it more possible for young farmers to borrow against the land that they are um, farming and and for for equipment and... Exactly. You know, we see it as a a collaboration, you know, with farmers and those entities that are forgiving the loans. In this case, it would be the federal government making way for farmers to make real investments in um, not only their education, but also in their operation and in protecting and continuing to produce off of the land. Yeah. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Kate Greenberg from the National Young Farmers Coalition. Um, So you're seeing the effects of climate change. In other words, there are some places where it's hotter than it used to be, some places where it's drier, and just generally weather cycles are less predictable. Exactly. And, you know, farmers are the first to see that. They're the ones out in the field every single day seeing what's different, what's changing, what's changed from year to year or day to day. And I think that's critical for those of us who aren't farming is to understand that to have 
people on the land who are observers and stewards in that way, who have the capacity to see what change is happening on the ground, is essential to all of us who eat as well. You know, yeah. we need that first line of defense and people really seeing what's happening. Yeah. Well, it's important work you're doing, Kate. I really appreciate you sharing this information with us. Is there a website if people want to learn more? There is youngfarmers.org. Youngfarmers.org. That's kind of easy and catchy. That's great. Yep. That's, well, that was our plan. Nice job, Kate. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank Kate you so Greenberg, much. National Young Farmers Coalition. Youngfarmers.org. If you want to learn more. To our listeners, if you want to find out more about the work of the National Young Farmers Coalition, you can visit our website at etown.org. Feel free to take a moment and send us your feedback and comments about this segment or the show in general. We'd really love to hear from you. You can connect with us through Twitter or Facebook. We have two pages, actually, mine and the organization's. And you can also write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. We've got more music coming up from Colin Hay in a little while. Right now, let me tell you about what's next. Doyle Bram Hall II didn't just grow up in a musical household in Austin, Texas. He grew up in one of the musical households, one that he shared with his parents, along with the Vaughn family, including Jimmy and Stevie Ray Vaughn. He went to his dad's gigs with Lightning Hopkins or Freddie King as a kid at the Armadillo and other places. He heard live music all the time. And although nobody pushed him, he was playing music as a teenager. And by the time he was 18, he was touring with the fabulous Thunderbirds. At 20, he co-founded the band The Archangels with Charlie Sexton. He went on to release solo records, tour with Roger Waters. He joined Eric Clapton's band and recorded and toured with him and many others. He's a producer, session guitar player, road dog, who has uh, just released his first solo record in almost 15 years. And along the way, he's developed an interest in all kinds of other music, African, Indian, Middle Eastern music, and uh, the sort of accompanying spirituality. He's studying the oud, among other instruments. Really interesting guy, great musician, great player and singer. We just met today, and I'm really glad he's here. Please help me welcome to E-Town Hall, along with his band, Doyle Bramhall II. Thank you very much. I'd like to get it started with a song called My People.
Man, that sounds so good. I have to, uh, I'm not going to say what Helen said. She's from the Midwest. She's reacting. Oh, yeah? yeah. She's feeling it. She's feeling the music. Nice. Doyle Bramall II, welcome to E-Town. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. So I described earlier your uh, growing up in Austin. Do you have a, like an earliest memory of living in a house in Austin with a bunch of musicians hanging around? <laughs> I do have, uh, yeah, a lot of memories. Actually, not all that are like good for children to hang out in, but <laughs> um, but yeah, they're definitely colorful uh, moments. Until I was about five or six, my mom finally pulled me away and said, "We got to get out of here and get you in school and." Get you away Stop from living this crazy like, party like all a, the time. Uh, yeah, like a wolf in here, <laughs> <laughs> a little wolf pup. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should tell our our radio audience that you play the guitar strung uh, a, a conventional way, but upside down, kind of like Libicotton or Albert King, right? Yeah, that's that's a good reference there. Growing up in a house full of guitar players, didn't anybody see you getting started and <laughs> try to straighten you out? No, I mean I started playing drums when I was six, and then when I was fourteen, just by default, because I had a bunch of uh, family members that were all drummers, and uh, we were going to go spent, nowhere yeah. Yeah. with that with that band. <laughs> So I just said, all right, I'll, I'll play guitar. Yeah. It's, it's disconcerting for guys like me to look at you playing guitar because it just doesn't make any sense. Neither hand makes any sense, the right or left hand. But what's cool is when you think about what any musician tries to accomplish in their lifetime is to achieve a level of excellence and then beyond that to sound like themselves. And you've done that. You sound like you. Right. I don't, I, sometimes I don't thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know uh, if it's my left-handed, upside-down brain that actually sounds different than the guitar style, but, but it actually got me the gig with Eric Clapton because he got so frustrated watching me uh, play this because he wanted me to come teach him how to play a couple of songs that he was going to record on an album called Riding with the King with B.B. King. <clears throat> and he said, will you come over and show me how to play these songs? And, and I started playing, and he was... It he's, doesn't compute. Yeah, he just yeah. looked at me. He's like, I can't tell what you're doing. Just come play it yourself. Cause... <laughs> so That's that, how you got the gig. Yeah, <laughs> it came in handy, I guess. Well, let's talk a little bit about your new record. I mean, for example, one of the songs you just played, My People, on the record, what was that instrument that starts that song? There's like a... It's a sarangi. A sarangi. Mm -hmm. What is that instrument like? I don't know what it looks it's, like. Um, <clears throat> it's sort of... Um, like a, it sounds a bit like a violin or a cello type instrument, but it's on the ground. They sit on the ground, which obviously they do for Indian music. Yeah, Indian musicians sit on the floor. But um, it's sort of a boxy shape, and I think there are maybe four strings on it or something. Yeah. And, but it's sort where, of like a violin. Where did all that stuff start? Where did that interest in Eastern music or Indian music or African music, where did that come into your musical uh, evolution? I would have to say that it came through my stepfather who listened to classical music. And I remember going through his, uh, his you know, uh, tapes or whatever they were back then, albums. And um, I found some flamenco records. And then I started 
reading about the gypsies in Spain and France and all that. And then I wanted to go and study with them when I was 15 years old. Like Manitas del Platas and people like that? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a, a couple of years after that, I got a hold of uh, Um Kalsum record, who was the, the greatest Egyptian singer of all time. Yeah. And uh, I fell in love with the oud, which is the Arabic lute. Right. And um, just fell in love with Arabic melodies. And I think that um, the quarter tones, yeah. I was really attracted to that. It was because I later found out, like Delta Blues, the guitars are sort of out of tune, so they're hitting between notes. That The in-between notes right. are yeah. the things that were really like yeah. sort of creepy yeah. and, uh, yeah. and dark you know, sounding. And I'm really attracted to yeah. dark stuff because of my upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> You're but I'm happy. <laughs> Don't pity me. No, no. No, we need people to be drawn to creepy and dark in this world. <laughs> um, and we haven't even talked about your singing. You know, you're a great singer. And, uh, Thanks. So it's a great sound. Congratulations on making a solo record. Took you long enough. <laughs> I had to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's get back to some more live music. Welcome back along with his band, Doyle Bramhall II. Mama can't help it no more Oh, it's time to 
second along with his great band Adam Minkoff on the guitars and keys and vocals Tad Pecchio on the bass and vocals Anthony Cole on the drums the record's called Rich Men out on Concord Records in Los Angeles California Doyle Bramhall the second Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course. It's a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And by Protect Our Winners, a nonprofit organization empowering outdoor enthusiasts, athletes, and forward-thinking business leaders to advocate for long term solutions to climate change, protecting our sports and the places we love. Learn more at protectourwinners.org. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like KUWR, Wyoming Public Radio, based in Laramie, but throughout the state of Wyoming, on WWNU, The Palm, in Columbia, South Carolina, and on 101.9 Kink FM in Portland, Oregon. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests this week, you want to see photos or videos or see exactly what it looks like when Doyle Bramhall II plays his guitar upside down, all of that is on the web at etown.org. Did you know that Colin Hay is Sia's uncle? (laughs) Crazy. It's crazy. But true. So we've had a lot of music. We've had a little music history. We talked about some crazy instruments from around the world. We've talked about farming and the importance of farming and reminders that we're all connected. Not too bad so far, right? Right now, would you please help me welcome back to the stage Colin Hay. I'll do a song now that was in a soundtrack about uh, 10 years ago called Garden State. I drink good coffee. Comes from a place that's 
far away When I'm done I feel like talking Without you here There is less Don't want you thinking I'm unhappy What is closer to the truth But if I live Till I was A hundred and two just don't think I'll ever get over you I'm no longer moved to drink strong whiskey and I shoot the hand of time climb my stairs I just don't think I'll ever get over you
Yeah, if I live till I was a hundred and two, I just don't think I'll ever get over you. Angeles, California. His latest CD is called Fierce Mercy. We're going to do one more song. I want to thank everybody for being on the show this week. Special thanks to Doyle Bramhall II and his band for coming up. I want to thank Kate Greenberg. Our interview guests helping us learn more about the opportunities and challenges for young farmers in this country. Thanks to Colin Hay coming out from Los Angeles in the midst of a very busy tour. Thanks to the E-Tones, Alan Forster. We started thinking about what song to do. We uh, also want to mention thanks to Jake Sheps sitting in on the banjo. Here's one you can all sing along to. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. I've never seen a face I can't forget the time or oh, place that we just met Just the girl for me I want all the world to see we met. No, 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 no. Had it been another day, I might have looked the other way. And I have never been aware. But as it is, I'll dream of her tonight.
Town's produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization. To make an Achievement Award nomination or comment on the show in general, feel free to visit our website at etown.org or connect with us on Twitter or our two Facebook pages. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. And his fine band, Colin Hay, E-Tones, Jake Sheps, Helen Forrester. Stay in touch. Get involved with E-Town. We'll see you next time. This is a production of the E-Town Radio Network. That's Doyle Bramhall II, Colin Hay. Of course, our award winner was Kate Greenberg, supporting young farmers. Another really interesting combination of ingredients, at least we thought so. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.